6.07 p.m.? Yes, 6.07 p.m. Okay. Uh, welcome to our virtual meeting. We are going to cover a few basic items before beginning. If you lose connection at any point during the meeting, you can reconnect by clicking on the link or calling the number in your original email. To members and city staff. Members, if you are able to, please activate your video and keep it on during, throughout the duration of the meeting. Staff, if you are able to, you as well. The chair and committee staffs are responsible for muting and unmuting the members. I have left it up to each of you to do that since we're such a small group. Um, use the raise hand feature if you want to be recognized to speak um, or ask questions or request a roll call vote. During any roll call, all members of the body will be unmuted briefly. Staff will click raise hands when they are asked a question to ask the question. The chair will do their best to call the committee members in order of which they raise their hands. Lowering your hands will take you out of the queue. Members of the public will have to register to speak. I have no one registered to speak so far. Um, the name you enter in Zoom must match the name on the registration if you are public. You will remain muted until you're called upon. Staff will tell you when your time is up and after speaking, a member of the body may ask you a question. If you need to share documentation with the board, please send an email to the listed, to, listed on today's agenda. Please do not use your video or if you turn on your video, we will shut it off. Chair, the floor is yours. Hey, hello everybody. Um, so I'm gonna ask for a roll call for attendance. Okay, Carrie Braxton. Um, present. Carrie Braxton is present. Saeed Abbas. Present. Saeed Abbas is present. Jane, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Present. Did you say Jane? I'm sorry, Jan. Oh. Um, Jan is present. Anita Palmer. Anita Palmer is present. And Rebecca Kimball. Here. Rebecca Kimball is present. We have a quorum. Okay, thank you. So we can ask everyone to mute if you're not speaking at this time. So um, now I'm going to read the following. In a virtual meeting like this, it is particularly important that we carefully follow Robert's rules of order. Therefore, please do not speak until you have raised your hand and been recognized by the chair. The chair will ask for a motion and second for your agenda item, unless it is noticed for discussion only. Any member wishing to join the debate or move an amendment will also have to raise their hand and be recognized by the chair. Similarly, if you have some other matter to bring to the attention of the chair, such as a point of order or request for information, please use the raised hand function. Okay. Any public comment? No, because we don't have anyone registered. To... Okay. If there's any. Nope, there isn't any. Okay, so now I'll request uh, approval of the, um, I'm going to ask for a motion to approve the minutes. And those are from July, I believe, of 2019. Move motion to approve. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask for a second. 
Do we do that? Anita raised her hand. Okay, sorry. All right, sorry. Got a glare on my glasses here. Okay, good. It's all good. Okay. All right. Uh, any objection? Any any objection at all? Anybody? I'm reading from the script, Carrie. Don't look from him. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so uh, to record. Okay, here we go. All right, so all right, so it looks like it, the minutes have passed unanimously. Okay. Now it says I am to conduct a roll call. Really? Did, even though the motion is approved, I've already done that. So okay, uh, yeah, I don't know what that yeah, says. You can, you can move on from that. Okay, thank you. Okay. So um, I am asking any members to use the raise hand function if they have any disclosures or recusal, recusals on any agenda items. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to get to the agenda items here. Now I'm not understanding the, what, what does that mean? Is that that number on here that it's telling me for each state, the number on the agenda, the legislature? Um, when you look at your agenda that I gave to you. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to the one, the first one, which is report of chairs. Okay. Bear with me here. No worries. Mm. Okay. Closures report. Report. Okay. Uh, the next one says reports of chairperson. Doesn't have a number. That's okay. Okay, so I can just go with my report now? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, so basically, um, Warner Park's new transition as far as coming, uh, as far as how they've transitioned and is, I thought was very, is well thought out and comments that have been made to me have been well, uh, well thought out and seems to be going well. Uh, some concerns in the workout room are that when people come in, they put their items on the chairs or by the chairs. So when other people come in, obviously not a lot because it's limited to 12 people, uh, some of the people feel they can't sit on the chairs or use the chairs to change their shoes, etc., or uncomfortable about sitting around someone, um, someone other's personal items that are already taken up. The, they have the, you know, their jackets and shoes around the chairs. So that's just one complaint because uh, of the personal items. Um, and then there's been a request to have the exercise room open earlier on Saturdays, preferably around eight or nine, since it is closed on Sundays. And don't shoot the messenger, but just passing that on. But otherwise, um, Warner Park is looking really good and it's being run very well. So, okay. So next reports of Parks Commission. We have no Parks Commission rep. Okay. Next reports of facility manager. Hello, everyone. Good to see uh, everyone back uh, in this virtual space. I've, I've gotten to connect with uh, several of you, obviously, through other um, workspaces, and uh, some of you I haven't seen um, in a while. So uh, welcome back. Um, what I will do, my report um, kind of starts off with a recap. Um, just kind of want to go through some of the uh, highlights of um, the time that we were closed to catch everyone up and um, kind of let you know 
where we're at uh, at this point and moving forward with uh, the facility. Um, you know, in response to the, the COVID-19 pandemic, the uh, rec center was closed to the public from uh, March the 16th, 2020 to uh, December the 16th of, of 2020 and was used, as most of you know, as a temporary men's shelter. While we were closed to the public, the uh, Warner Park staff continued to provide services to the community and support um, different sections of the Parks Division while we were um, in redeployment mode. The staff provided ongoing support to the emergency men's shelter. So we had someone um, at the center uh, during the whole time that it was being used as a men's shelter. Uh, we also provided assistance to the uh, maintenance, parks maintenance, to parks payroll. Um, we also had communications, regular communications with the public and community stakeholders. We engaged in program planning and then um, ultimate, ultimately um, spent time preparing uh, for the phase reopening. Um, one highlight I would point out from this summer um, is that in response to the uh, George Floyd murder of a Minneapolis police officer in 180 days um, of demonstrations downtown, escalating tensions, um, we were asked to create um, a safe space for staff to engage in learning opportunities about um, important issues of racial equity in our community. And we created this um, department-wide uh, equity training through uh, the uh, Parks Equity Team. Uh, we call it the Morning Cafe, and it was uh, an opportunity, uh, again, for staff to learn about various topics um, from those that are working uh, on the front lines of dismantling institutional racism and most impacted by systems of power. Um, that training has uh, continued to to go on um, and even currently to the day, and we're, we're happy with the way that is going. Um, some of the topics that we covered so far in that, that training uh, included whiteness, uh, LBGTQ terminology, defunding the police, uh, microaggressions, uh, mental health impacts of systemic racism, um, and then um, racism uh, impacts on recreation. As mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic significantly impacted teen programming uh, for youth on the north side and, and across the city with limited opportunities for middle school, uh, middle schoolers and limited to no opportunities for high schoolers. Um, you know, and, and during this redeployment time, uh, we did some engagement with teens and, um, a lot of the teens had indicated that there was a strong desire to be active and to engage in so social opportunities with their friends. Um, and we actually created uh, one of the uh, only in-person teen programs um, in the city, uh, our teen night program, which we ran on seven, uh, ended up being seven Friday nights from wow. October uh, 2020 through December 2020. Um, and we were able to run this despite not having the recreation center. We, um, we actually converted the uh, rainbow shelter uh, right to the south of the center into a, uh, a teen hangout spot, um, and teens were able to enjoy uh, evening of gaming, outdoor sports, ping pong, walks in the park, field trips, in a meal while hanging out with their friends. Um, this was super successful um, and reached a very specific targeted group of, of teenagers uh, to engage in active and social uh, recreational opportunities uh, during the pandemic. Um, the 
the reo the reopening uh, of the center is off to a, a, an excellent start. Um, we're open right now for limited access to uh, community programs, uh, open gym, game room, fitness room, um, and facility rentals. Um, MSCR uh, adult and 50 plus fitness classes will be resuming uh, the week of April the 5th. We'll also be phasing additional programming and services as the uh, four Dane orders continue to relax the gathering limits. With uh, one of the only public facilities offering full day active recreational uh, services in the city, uh, the Warner Park staff have been working hard to meet uh, the needs of the community uh, during the pandemic. We've actually been reopened now. This is our ninth, ninth week of, of reopening. Um, a silver lining in the pandemic is that it has allowed us to expand our services and reach even more uh, individuals from um, the low-income community on the north side. Um, and so we have um, a, a rather large group of adult uh, men that have been taking advantage of the uh, open gym times since we are operating in a limited capacity. We also do have revised and limited hours of operations as well, uh, which Carrie kind of alluded to to some of those, and we're still um, evaluating when we'll uh, increase uh, those services, um, which we hope will be soon. Um, also, the w, uh, the Warner Park Rec Center uh, now offers Silver and Fit and Active and Fit memberships. Um, providing eligible members, eligible members access to our exercise room at no cost through reimbursement of their eligible health insurance plans. Um, and if you know individuals um, who may uh, be interested in this service, uh, it is available. Um, they can get a hold of Carrie who can um, get them, they can check their accounts and get them signed up if they are eligible to take advantage of that service. So that was a pretty high level recap of kind of where we're at um, to where we're at now. Um, next on here, we talk about the program coordinator. So as many you are aware, um, the mayor included this position uh, in the her 2020 uh, executive operating budget uh, was for the uh, Warner Park Center to hire a teen uh, programmer, um, which obviously we were not able to get hired during the pandemic. Um, that recruitment was frozen, um, but now it has reopened. Um, and so we are in the recruitment stages right now, the early parts of the recruitment stages, and we hope to um, get some interviews scheduled within the next month or so uh, for that position um, so we can get a, a good candidate hired for that. So that looks very promising right now uh, for the center. Um, Programming, we will um, be resuming our three-on-three -three basketball tournament. Um, that was a program that we offered before the pandemic that was uh, very successful and popular amongst the youth, so middle school and high school-aged uh, students. Uh, we'll be having that program on Friday nights uh, starting May the 30th uh, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, we were looking forward to being able to resume um, some youth programming uh, at the center. Uh, going further down, Spring Fest, um, we're exploring ideas right now of um, what an alternate Spring Fest may look like uh, now that the um, orders have 
given us some hope that we may be able to offer um, uh, more special events. So we've um, we've uh, formed a, a group uh, at the rec center to start the brainstorming of the ideas of what uh, a, a spring fest craft show may look like uh, with an alternate date sometime in June. Uh, we're still working through uh, the logistics of that. Will we have it indoors, outdoors, what day, uh, if we were to have that, et cetera. And that is my report. Thank you. Now, okay. Um, I'm seeing here that now, Carrie, this is for note purposes, usage report 2021. The number next to it is two and then six, four, seven, five, three. Does that mean anything for your notes? Yeah, it's it's the file number, and two okay. is an option for someone to speak upon it if they have a question. Okay, okay, okay. So then, all right. So then, all right. So, all right. Just a second here. Okay. So next, it looks like. Let me let me get back out of here. My stuff just got jumbled, guys, that I was looking at. So bear with me here a second here. Okay. So next we have uh da 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 um. Administrative report, uh, number three, is that? Karen's already did that. Okay. So reports of affiliates, uh, 64754 MSCR committee report, 2021. That's Cheryl. The MSCR committee hasn't met at all in 2021 yet. Okay. okay. So I think we're waiting for more approval of being able to go back and meet. Right. This is a report that's offered by Cheryl, actually. Okay. Um, Newbridge report. Yeah. 2021. Hold on. Cheryl needs to do her report. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Hey there, everyone. I'm Cheryl Dietrich, and I don't know if I've, I haven't met most of you, but I've taken over for Janet Dyer, who's now the executive director of MSCR. So ah. I'm in her position now. So um, this will be my first meeting. So it's nice to meet all of you um, virtually and look forward to working with all of you. Um, I did share a lot of the information in the report in regards to numbers and such, but we are very excited about um, starting our programming at Warner Park again, as Terrence said, um, next month, the beginning of April. So April 5th, we'll be returning to in-person programming at Warner Park, and we're looking at doing about 18 different classes, um, um, in-person classes. So that's a little bit lower than we typically do, but we have been working with Terrence in regards to ensuring health and safety guidelines are in place for all of our programs and looking at a variety of programming options for um, members of the community. So, um, and then we are also looking at um, this summer, hopefully increasing our number of programs. So by the summer, we're looking at getting up to about 31 programs being offered, including going back to um, resuming our day camp that is um, housed at Warner Park um, Community mm. Center. And so we're excited about getting that program reinstated again this summer, just to provide opportunities for the north side. So um, that's about all I have right now. Thanks. Hey, thank you. Okay, next we have the Newbridge Report 2021. Okay, thanks. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. Um, good to see everybody again. Um, not much to report here. We came back into Warner Park February 15th. Um, currently, the office is open just to staff. 
um, and is not open to the public um, at this point. We just started foot care clinics um, this month. That was a really high need um, for the older adults that we work with. Um, and we're also doing some one-on-one -on -one computer assistance <clears throat> at Warner Park. Um, obviously, with our population, we're taking it very, very slowly. And um, in some instances, of course, with the public health guidelines, um, you know, they're being very restrictive, obviously being very careful. We're hoping that maybe come June or July, we might gradually be able to get some things going, like our chair exercise class. Um, as far as our congregate meal site at Warner Park, again, maybe June, maybe July, it all depends. Um, but initially, you know, we're going to be very conscious of the, the um, health guidelines that are going on with the social distancing and the masking. Um, so there's a lot of restrictions right now that are being asked of um, congregate meal sites, similar to restaurants opening up in terms of being compliant. So we have to keep that in mind as well um, because quite, we just don't really have the resources to do everything that they're asking right now. Um, we also want to be very protective of the older adults. Um, you know, 60-year-old older adults are just now being able to get vaccinated. So we want to, you know, give them the opportunity to do that as well because many of our participants fall within the 60 to 65-year-old age range. <clears throat> now, obviously, we were very busy um, during the pandemic. Um, you know, we've been doing curbside meals um, through the Esquire Club and LJ's on the north side. Um, we, we've handed out over 32,000 meals during the pandemic, um, handing out necessity kits like with toiletries, cleaning supplies, et cetera, handed out over 600 of those. Uh, we have our food bridge program uh, that we collaborate with um, the pantries around Madison, a couple of the pantries around Madison, uh, we jumped from delivering 70 of those food boxes a month to over 370 during the pandemic. So um, that program has really grown. A lot of what we're doing right now with our seniors is Zoom programming for those who have computers. For those who don't, we are um, working with Epic and some other businesses to get computers um, to the seniors. But of course, the issue is some of them do not have access to internet. And many of them also need the one-on-one -on -one assistance to get up, get set up so they can um, jump on tourism programming. So um, it's been a very slow and deliberate process, um, but we've also had a lot of check-in phone calls with our seniors over the last 11 months. And, you know, they're hanging in there. Uh, mental health is affecting all age groups, including older adults. And so we're getting prepared for and, and are already dealing with some of those issues. And um, it's going to be tough coming back. But um, I think we're, we're going to be ready to, to deal with it. And our seniors are anxious to come back. Trust me, we're getting calls saying, when are you opening? Warner Park's opening. Why aren't you open? Um, so we're telling them, you know, we need to be patient. Um, and most of them are taking that okay. That's my report. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, new business, any update on Warner Park Community Center expansion planning steps? 
Uh, yeah, I can give uh, not necessarily an update, but just uh, just kind of reminder, kind of timeline. Um, the expansion, um, there's funding available for design study uh, 2022, uh, $500,000. Um, and then there's uh, 2023, uh, $4.3 million for the uh, construction of the uh, Warner Park expansion project. And so as we um, we move along uh, throughout the process over the next several months, my um, hope is I'll be able to um, provide more updates uh, on the um, the planning stages. Okay. Unless there's something that Alder Timber or Lisa uh, knows differently. Or I'm sorry, Alder Boss or Lisa knows differently. Okay. Um um, Alder Kimball, you've been recognized. Um, I don't know differently, but I'll tell you, I worked really hard to get that planning money in 2021, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So we really need to, this group in particular, since we are the advisory body, need to be on top of budget issues and not let it get pushed back any anymore, because originally this was supposed to be built in 2018. And it keeps getting pushed back. And we know the need. We know how, you know, the need for for seniors, the need for kids, the need for everyone in the community to have this space. Um, so I think we should be counted on to, to be the advocacy body um, around budget time. Lisa, <laughs> just letting Lisa from Parks know that we're going to keep the fire on to have this be a priority. Thank you. Any other comments on that? Anyone? Okay, hearing none. Um, uh, a motion to adjourn. Motion and a second. Second. Who was first? I think so. I did both. <laughs> and then I need a second. Anita, there's, thank there's you. A second. Okay. Anita. Okay. Okay. So um, I declare the meeting adjourned. Unanimous vote in favor of adjournment. I declare the meeting adjourned. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you Have a good so night. It was so great to see everybody. Yeah. yeah. Have a great evening. Let's make quorum next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We'll bye. see you around. Bye. Okay. Carrie, do you need me for anything? No, ma'am. Okay. Thank bye. you, Carrie.